You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. All right, Professor Bertram Fielding, uh, the Director of Research Development and Principal Investigator for Molecular Biology and Virology Research Lab at the University of the Western Cape, joins us now. Prof, thank you so much for your choice, for your, for your, for your patience this afternoon. Just, you know, I, I felt that the, uh, the press conference earlier on was quite comprehensive. However, this was the first time we had officially heard anything from government. Does that concern you? Um, so, so I think government and even the WHO is caught in a very difficult position. Um, you know, with the swine flu outbreak a couple of years ago, the WHO was very quick to um, put in travel restrictions and, and um, emergency control measures. And it turned out that it was uh, premature. So in this case as well, um, so very early, early on in the infections, and, and even though people are panicking, um, you know, it's not really needed. And, and yet I think government has now realized that to uh, prevent a full-out panic, um, there needs to be a response. So it is, it is not very really out of the ordinary um, for response to come at this point in time, I think. How do we define an emerging infection? So an emerging infection is, could be one of two. It could either be a re-emerging infection, which means that it is an infection that was present in the population but has since disappeared and then re-emerges, so it it comes back into the population. But then we also have novel emerging infections or new ones, such as with the the current virus. So this is a virus that has been seen and isolated from uh, the human population for the first time ever. So that is the distinction between re-emerging and then um, emerging infections. We know that this may have come from an animal and now has adapted itself so that it, it infests in humans. Um, but but the, the, at the press conference, we also heard the minister also saying that patients who are not presenting symptoms are not necessarily infectious. How, how sure are we about that? So there has been a, a recent um, um, report that has said in China some patients who are not presenting can be infectious. Yes. But it, it, as I've mentioned earlier, it's very early on in the, in the outbreak. So we need more comprehensive studies to really confirm whether asymptomatic patients could be infectious or not. It would not be surprising, but the data, I think, is just too preliminary to conclude whether asymptomatic patients are infectious or not. You mentioned earlier, and I was going to ask you later about the WHO, uh, lots of quarters are calling for them to call it a global emergency. You're saying they are caught between a rock and a hard place. Uh, They've done it before where they were too soon and in in calling it an emergency and it was not the right call to make. Well, when when will they make it a call? I mean, when the countries are already stopping airlines from from taking in passengers from, from China and so on, when would it be appropriate for WHO to call it a global emergency? So the WHO has been very clear that um, there appears to be human-to-human transmission. Um, However, for human-to-human transmission to happen, uh, the patient needs to be in close proximity to to people, in essence. And the WHO has said um, in close proximity means within 1.8 meters. So if you look really at those who are infected, it's really... Um, healthcare workers who are are treating um, patients or family members. So yes, um, this virus can spread from person to person 
and it does have epidemic potential. But if you look, for instance, at measles, um, over the infection uh, period of a person with measles, they can infect on average about 15 individuals. With this particular virus, it's only about two. So the person has the potential of infecting two people. So we have to keep in mind as well that even though this um, virus is lethal, so it is killing some of the infected individuals, the mortality rate, which means the kill rate, is only 3%. This virus is the same family as SARS coronavirus that was identified in 2003 yes. and the MERS coronavirus that was identified in Saudi Arabia in 2015. SARS killed 10% of infected, MERS killed 35% of infected. Hmm. So, yes, it is spreading and mortality rate is not that high. So I think we're still very early on in the on, in the, the fight against this virus. But it's a very difficult call to make. There is uh, epidemic potential, but it's not spreading um, very efficiently amongst people. So there there is alarm, as you've just said. You know, the, everybody seems to be precautioning yes. and, and masks and all sorts of things. Yes. Airports are, are on high alert and whatever. But yeah. we don't, it's, you know, we don't have a vaccine, for instance. It's, it's the first time that we've seen it in humans. Should yes. it present itself, for instance, in this country, would yes. we be able to manage it apart from just quarantining the, the patient? So unfortunately, with none of the coronaviruses, and, and to date, we only know of seven coronaviruses that infect humans. Coronaviruses typically infect animals, yeah. and that's why the jump from animals to humans. So there is no um, treatment for any of the, the human coronaviruses. So treatment is supportive um, of the patient, but there is no cure. So SARS was stopped essentially within six months purely by quarantine. So yes, I understand the concern of the public, but remember, spread is only between patient and an uninfected person in very close proximity or the patient or the, the, the health individual being exposed to an infected animal. So travel to China, travel to, to countries where the virus has been identified. So the risk of spread, there is a risk, but the risk is not that high. And it can be effectively controlled by quarantine of the um, infected individual. It, it, the and that's about what we can do. The, the tricky bit is the fact that there is that window. I mean, people are talking about maybe sometimes going up to two weeks where you just don't have any symptoms, but you are carrying the virus with you. And we do know that in this country, there are places that are highly densely populated. That's the trick, isn't it? That's where the problem lies with us. Sure. So, so if you look at some of the, 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 the new reports coming out, yes. the, the clever people are now looking for what is called a super spreader. So this is one person that's infecting a whole lot of people. What is unique about super spreaders? These people have very high um, viral numbers in their, in their system. So they are more likely to be asymptomatic and then spread. If somebody is asymptomatic, the chances of them being infective is much lower because typically they would have a much a lower viral load. So the chances of you being infected by an asymptomatic person, even though it is there, it is much lower. And somebody who is actually ill, um, admitted to hospital, they would have a much higher viral load, which means that you would be exposed as a healthy individual to a much higher concentration, concentration of virus, which increases your chances. So the risk actually decreases if it is not a, um, a, a, an ill person presenting symptoms. I mean, I, this, this gives us some comfort, I have to say. Um, 
apart from what we've been told, again, I wonder about should we find a patient that finds himself in this country by ever means of, 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 of movement? Do you feel understanding and knowing what kind of health system that we have, we adequately adequately equipped? Look, in, in 2003, with this, with the first corona outbreak, we had one potential um, infected individual landing in, in PE as well. And he came from the Middle East as well. This person was never confirmed. But I mean, the person, as soon as the person stepped from the plane, was quarantined. So I think the initial screening at the airport is very important to pick up ill individuals. Yes, you could have somebody asymptomatic um, slipping through, um, but I think that we are equipped to deal with it. Um, if you look at how we dealt with SARS, and even dealt with the MERS coronavirus from Saudi Arabia. Remember, we sent many of our Islamic friends um, goes on Hajj every year. They returned from an area where MERS coronavirus is essentially endemic at the moment. And yet we've not had a, an outbreak of MERS in South Africa. Really so obviously our screening uh, procedures at the airports and how we handle these cases seems to be adequate. Then that's very, very comforting. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Professor Bertram Fielding, the Director of Research and Development and Principal Investigator for Molecular Biology and Biology at the, the lab there at the Medical Biosciences at University of the Western Cape. And really, you're more than welcome to give us a call on 891 with your comments on that one. One thirty now, let's go to Utsile Saku for the latest in headlines. Good afternoon, Utsile.